0: morning. So we thought we would um, revisit the body. (laughs) One of the things that we notice as we sit a little longer is the body. So I gave some instructions yesterday and I'd like to give a little bit more detail today um, just so that you can keep arranging, rearranging and playing with your posture as best as possible so that you can support your your sitting. So, um, Gulu's going to help me do this. Um, we're going to demonstrate uh, sitting on a cushion, sitting on a bench, and a chair. So, if you're sitting on a chair, what can be really uh, important is to get some back... better yeah to get a little bit of lumbar support so we talked about that yesterday maybe turn your chair sideways there you go can you guys see this is that okay, okay. good
1: okay.
0: between that and the mic we're doing some interesting things today okay trying to be seamless, (laughs) it's not quite working yet. Okay, so would you mind sitting? So remember we talked about the, um, I I pointed out about the lumbar curve, right? So if we're sitting in the chair and we're slumped, just resting in the chair, what that does is it creates downward energy and we start to get a little tired, maybe even achy. So you can do the support cushions like uh, Gulu has just done, He's putting these in the back, uh, out behind his spine, just enough to give him some support. But he's not, so he's not really touching the chair. Can you can you see that? And another way to do it is if you lean forward a sec, is to put them right behind your hips, and then that's sometimes just enough lumbar support to let the spine stack as it will. Remember that we're not trying to get rid of our uh, curves. Thank you. Now, this is gonna be interesting. If we're sitting on a cushion, can you guys see over here? Can we see here? Can they see here if we're here? Okay, Um, you know what? Maybe I'm I can show this one. Okay. So we have our requisite cushion. And <laughs> this is a little awkward. It where's the handheld? Is it working? Okay, well, I'll, I'll just deal. All right. So we're on the cushion. <laughs> So maybe one isn't enough, so you might want to add one or two of these, okay? You can put them right on this cushion or you can put them right underneath. So what I'm trying to do is give myself a tilt. This is very similar to the bench, yeah? So when I sit on this now... My knees are more towards the floor or on the floor. Some of It depends on your legs. And my hips are higher than my knees. That's the most important thing. So this has given me a little bit of lumbar support. Right? If I don't do this, I might do this. So you need to play with that, whether you're you know, higher or lower. Play with that, because what we don't want to try to do or what we try, want to try not to do, is slump. Okay? Okay. So the bench supports you for that. The other thing I want to point out is your legs when you're sitting. <clears throat> so some of us cross our legs where one ankle is in front of another. That's fine. And some of us can do... Ankle in front of ankle, or heel to heel it's called. If your legs aren't ready for that, that's not a problem. But just remember to switch your legs around occasionally, not during one sit, but during the day. So maybe one sit you, you have the left leg in front or the left ankle under, and another one you switch. This will be helpful for just, not just your legs, but your back. And then we talked about the external or the turning up of the hands, which opens the chest. It broadens the collarbones. It keeps the chest open. And the falling of the shoulder blades like waterfalls. So you don't have to have your hands like this. You don't necessarily have to put your hands down either. You can put your hands together. Clasp your hands. Perfect. Yes like that now with the neck what we want to try to do is not lean too far forward and again not lean too far back right now you can sort of feel that in your neck so you'll sense it in your lower back but you can sense it in your neck is my neck up my chin up or is my chin down so remember yesterday I spoke just a little bit about a hook so if you get the bottom of your neck to be pretty parallel to the floor, then that's good. And then your, the crown of your head is facing the sky. So again, the crown of the head's not facing forward, and the crown of the head's not facing back. I'm exaggerating. Right? Does that help? And then the inner alignment, just to run you through that again, is really important because our bodies are crooked. It's just the way they are. That's our personality showing up in the body. So if you line up the crown of your head imagistically over the middle of your throat, over the middle of right behind the breastbone, over the middle of your pelvic floor, then you've created this sort of channel that you can imagine as uh, a river or a stem of a flower or plant the trunk of a tree, a beam of light. It doesn't really matter. But just imagine that channel and then line everything up as best you can very softly around that. Because the most important thing is not to tense. Right? So there's no such thing as perfect posture. Try to relax your body as much as you can. As your mind relaxes, your body will relax. As your body relaxes, your your mind will relax. So do your best to just relax take it easy let go and be restful in your awareness okay
2: Often, excuse me, one second. Oh, good idea. So often when I'm sitting for long periods, um, one of my leg, legs becomes numb. So I, I don't feel a thing. Um, I don't become uncomfortable or anything. It's just numb, and I haven't noticed it. So, am I sitting incorrectly? Do you suggest anything?
0: Yes, come to the mindful movement. <laughs> Use the mic too yeah so that's normal that's, that's very normal it can be for a number of reasons but one thing is just to get some circulation in your body and do some movement of some sort so we're doing some stretching you could do walking and it has a, you know a little bit to do with balance but there's a lot of causes and conditions for that that uh, I'd have to look at you specifically for but I think the main thing is just to switch around, and get as balanced as you can on your sitting bones, on your legs, and then walk, stretch, get some circulation when you can.
3: So, we're going to hold questions just until the end, um, because we want to make sure we get some practice, kind of land, settle in the practice, and then we'll open it up again for either posture questions or any other practice-related questions. So, thank you. Um, So, this morning we're going to... um, give you another uh, way to practice. So we've been, as Diana said uh, yesterday uh, in the instructions, uh, we're practicing a kind of focused uh, awareness. And today we're going to be moving more into what's called flexible awareness or investigative awareness. And this, if you remember in Diana's talk, this was the second of the exercises. So when you started by noticing Diana and then your attention moved to one of us as we were moving and then you stayed with that for a while and then you came back to noticing Diana again. So that was the second kind of exercise. And that's what we're going to practice. And so I want to just say at the outset that if the focused uh, awareness is working for you, you can stay with that. So, there's no need to move to this other one. If you really feel like that, for, you know, the focused awareness allowing the body and the mind to settle, it feels like it's really grounding and supportive for you, then just stay with that. And you can let my words kind of be almost like waves in the background crashing on rocks, right? And just allow yourself to stay with uh, the focused uh, awareness. Um, and we'll continue to kind of expand out. Uh, each day with more instructions, but just to remind you that each day you get to decide. It's like, well I might want to just stay with that thing from the other day or the day before. So uh, just as a reminder. And the last thing I'll say before I give instructions is I want to give you a very simple experiential exercise of, uh, and then we'll do the, um, the guided meditation. It'll help reinforce this idea. So what I want you to do now, with your eyes open, is just become aware of your breathing. So wherever, um, or actually, let's just say your anchor. So whatever anchor you were using. So you might have been using the breath. Uh, If you're able to hear, you might have been using sound. If you're deaf, you might have been using the touching of the hands or the touching of the feet. So whatever anchor that you've been using, just take a few moments now and keep with your eyes open and just be aware of your anchor. Okay, so now that you have that awareness of your anchor, I want you to make a tight fist. Really squeeze your fist, okay? So I'm really squeezing, and if this doesn't work for your body, you can just follow along or listen to me to describe it. So, tune in again with your anchor. You're continuing to make this tight fist. And can you notice how the sensations of the tight fist, maybe throbbing, pinching, heat, tension. It's almost like it's kind of pulling your attention from your anchor. It's like, notice me, notice me, notice me. So let your attention now go to noticing the sensations in your clenched fist. And just stay with that for a minute. Notice there's all kinds of things happening, pulsing, tingling, heat. You may have thoughts. There may be anxiety about, oh, you know, why are we doing this? Why is he having me do this? All this stuff is happening, right? Now you can release your fist, ooh, notice that sense of relief, ah, blood flow. Now come back to your anchor, because that's not so dominant anymore. That sensation of the clenched fist, and now you can rest again, just in a relaxed way, noticing your anchor. Okay, so now you can let that go. So very simple experiential exercise, right? And this is whatever's drawing your attention, you actually release the anchor for a moment and go to whatever's drawing your attention. You stay with it uh, for a while, and then you when it stops or your mind drifts to something else or goes somewhere else, then you come back to your anchor. So it's just, just kind of release the anchor, go to the dominant experience for a while, if it stops or your mind drifts, then come back to noticing your anchor. So this is that flexibility of awareness. Does that make sense, kind of on a experiential? Okay, so let's practice it now. And I'll uh, again, if uh, you're hearing, you can um, allow the eyes to close if you'd like, or you can keep them open. If you're deaf, please keep the eyes open and I'll give the instructions and then I'll let you know when I'm done uh, with uh, the guided portion. We can sit together in silence. So taking a few slightly deeper in-breaths and out-breaths helping us settle. and taking another moment to really invite your body to settle into the posture that you're in. So really allow the body to be supported, sinking into the chair, the cushion, the bench. Feel that sense of groundedness or settledness. And then remembering to be kind and relaxed as best as you're able. And letting your attention become aware of your anchor. So it might be noticing your breath. It might be noticing the touch points of your hands or your feet, or if you're able to hear, it might be hearing, just allowing yourself to rest with your anchor in this relaxed and gentle way. And for the beginning here, if your attention drifts or moves, just give it a little bit of time to become settled. So stay with the focused awareness for a bit before we move to this flexible awareness. So all their experience can be there, but it's just kind of in the background. And in the foreground is your anchor. Just resting with his relaxed attention. we can practice a bit of this flexible or investigative awareness. And I'm going to invite you this morning to work a little bit with uh, gently, a little bit with discomfort or pain. So this is something that I work a lot with in my practice. I have persisted in chronic pain. So I want you to be very gentle with this. Don't go to a place where you know that there's a lot of difficulty, or if it feels like too much, then you can just come back to resting with your anchor. But if it feels like it's okay, I want you to just allow your attention now to notice a place of discomfort in your body, or a place of maybe pain, as long as it's not overwhelming to you. You actually release noticing your anchor and move to giving your full attention to that experience of discomfort or pain. And as you stay with that experience, know that you are aware of this experience. So there's awareness. You're not lost in it. And see what you notice about the experience. Maybe it disappears as soon as you pay attention to it. Or maybe it increases, it becomes more intense. Or maybe you know that it's changing. There's all these different sensations. And of course, if at any time it feels like it's too much, the pain or the discomfort, then you can gently move your body or you can bring your attention back to your anchor and rest for a bit. So now, if the discomfort or the pain is no longer dominant, it's no longer calling your attention, your mind or your attention may have moved somewhere else, or the discomfort or pain may have disappeared, then you can just come back to your anchor. If it's still there and you feel like you want to stay with it and investigate it in this felt-sense way, then you can just stay with the pain or the discomfort but in this really kind and gentle way. It's also important to say that when you come back to your anchor or you move away from your anchor, it's a gentle redirecting, a gentle attending to. You don't yank the attention back. So to use Diana's image of a dog, you don't yank the dog on the leash. You just gently help guide it back, very gentle, very kind, resting with the anchor or going to whatever experience is calling your attention. So for the rest of this sitting period, Allow yourself to try this practice of flexible awareness. So it doesn't have to be just with discomfort or pain. It can be any experience. It can be your attention moves to notice thinking for a moment and then you come back to your anchor once it no longer feels like it's dominant or calling your attention. Or it can be moving to a sight if your eyes are open or a sound if you're able to hear. And remember, too, that if at any point you get confused, just go back to being with your anchor. So now let's practice together in silence for a while. This will be the end of my instructions for this morning. So are there any questions about practice or posture? So you're welcome to ask either. Yeah, question in the back. Thank you, Guru.
0: This question is about focusing during the, the meditation, um, coming off of the anchor, and then focusing on, you gave an example of uh, an ache or pain. And I was, sometimes when I'm doing that, a thought will come up. And I was wondering if a thought could be focused on then and explore the thought a little bit. Or if, try to just stay with the feeling, the felt
1: sense of it.
3: Yeah, um, absolutely. So the short answer is yes, you can take a thought as the object of your attention. Um, The one caveat is that thoughts are quick, and they're kind of um, wispy, like, Uh, almost cloud-like. And so, um, in the beginning it can be helpful, at least I find, to pick something that's a little bit more um, concrete. So whether it's sensation, sound, visual object, um, so you get the, the direct feeling for what it's like to hold that object, to be able to sustain it and stay with it, not get lost in the story or the narrative of that experience and then when it changes, or it's no longer calling your attention, you can come back. The other thing that um, this isn't, uh, wasn't directly asked in your question, but I just want to name it in the hall, it's not that we're looking for something to move our attention to. It's just that we're with our anchor and then when something naturally calls our attention. So I just want to make that clarification because when I gave you the example, it was artificial, right? I was creating something. So it's not that you're creating an experience that you need to move your attention to. It's just you're with your anchor and then something calls your attention and you go to it. Um, so I guess my question has to do with um, sp- spatial orientation. Mm-hmm. So when I'm when I'm focusing on my anchor, I would I would say you know with my eyes closed that my anchor is is dead center mm-hmm. and I'm focusing forward and then. So then I'm focusing on the anchor and then say I get a pain in my knee and I'm like okay I'll focus on my knee now I'm like finding myself I'm like looking down to my knee but I'm not moving my head or anything but I feel like mm-hmm. in my mind's eye I'm like mm-hmm. like moving my gaze down there now should I be doing it seems like pointless for me to be doing that since I'm not really looking at my knee right <laughs> so um should I be staying Forward and centered, or? Mm. So, this is a really interesting observation. Let me start with that. And I want to leave a little bit for you to discover for yourself. Because what you're noticing is an aspect of the awareness itself. Sometimes it can feel as though awareness is front and it's kind of located here. And then an experience arises and it's almost just like in real life, as you describe, Looking down at the knee, the awareness kind of moves down to the knee, it's there, and then when it's no longer dominant it comes back. That's really interesting. Awareness doesn't have to do that, but it can do that. So this is some of the mystery and the amazing qualities of the awareness itself. And so just be open and available and curious about, uh, what what is this? And, um, and you're, you're noticing the strong, uh, it's sort of like, you know, even with the eyes closed, we impose this sense of spatial, like of reference, right? Even with the eyes closed, because it's such a strong habit. So that's really interesting. We can actually take that as a kind of an investigation. So play with it. Thank you. Uh-huh. And then we'll go...
2: So that um, very topic um, of awareness is interesting. I've been aware of like other kind of spirit feelings. Um, And then with the pain, um, I don't know, I just, I have this kind of tip. If it works that the pain dissolves, I don't know, for example, you have pain in your wrist, let's say, and you focus on that pain and you start to kind of see exactly what it is, I feel like you can almost make an image of it, and, and replicate it. Um, make the exact same pain in this kind of image way. And then you put that image on top of the pain, the kind of replica of the pain, right on top of it, and then it dissolves.
1: Mm.
2: And then I've noticed that like, I can make more images of that same pain replicate it again and again and again and kind of pair them up, twin them up, layer them on top of each other, and then the pain dissolves. Mm. So I wonder if that's a good tip for others. I don't know if, if, you know, if that's a new technique or if that's not. Maybe it's an ancient technique and I'm just finding it. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know.
3: (laughs) Yeah. So first thing uh, is um, you can, this is part of, uh, as I said before, you can play. So allow yourself to be open and curious. And so the the, the way that I hear your um, observation and your reflection is that it's your own understanding of the experience and what works. And um, for me, as I hear your reflection, it feels very energetic. It's sort of the energetic quality of... The pain itself, and there's uh, there's wonderful techniques and things. We're not going to directly teach those uh, here, but if you happen to know them and you find them useful in that exploration of the flexible awareness, uh, then you can use them. And for those um, where if you listen and you go, I don't, that doesn't make any sense to me. Don't worry about it. And you just practice. There's so many doorways into practice. So, but this basic principle of having your Uh, anchor and then being able to move and meet an experience and to meet it not in a reactive way or not in a a kind of checked out way but you're just there with the fullness, the aliveness of the experience and then you come back to your anchor. That's the flexibility that we're pointing to. So thank you. And I think maybe one more question and then we'll, uh, we have a lot of announcements today so we'll go here.
0: This is for Diana. <clears throat> if I understood you correctly yesterday, you said um, what we're here for is to notice, to be aware, of thoughts, feelings, things that come up. But we're not here for awakening. That's not what we're here for. Did I hear you correctly?
1: I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I would have said that. Um, do you want to say what, what... Well, it
0: it sounded like you were saying, you know, if you're looking for this breakthrough, this big awakening, oh. that's not what we're here for. We're here to observe.
1: Oh. Okay, well... Um, I think there are many, many things that one may experience on retreat, and there are a whole range of what we might call awakening, okay? So, just getting to know our bodies and minds better is a kind of awakening, and I um, Having transformational experiences where we understand ourselves very deeply, or have a connection with something greater than ourselves, or we—I um, mean, there's just so much that can happen that is that it's it's even hard to put like categories into it. And so, I would say, I, if I did say that, it wasn't what I meant. <laughs> um, what I did m- mean was, I think I think what I was sort of saying is that is that there, one, of the, one of the things we're doing here is learning to observe and connect with our experience and see the nature of our experience, that it passes, that it comes and goes, that it's not personal, right? We're, we're learning this. And then we're also, this, this process of going in deeply inside ourselves can lead to all sorts of understanding. And we can call that awakening. So I absolutely would say that that is part of what we're doing here. So I don't know if I'm getting if I'm quite getting at what you're saying, but that's that's helpful. Okay, so so also just know it, everybody's so different, and there's so many things. There's um, there's little tiny moments where you're going to recognize like, wow, there's a, there's a. My one nostril breathes differently than the other. How amazing. That's a kind of like waking up to something you didn't know about yourself. And then there might be a moment where you're there and I'm one with the universe. I mean, who knows what's going to happen. So there's a whole range of experience and really just to be open to what happens. And we're all here to wake up, for sure.
3: Bear with me. We have a number of announcements today.
2: Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.